Introducing the D'Addario Autolock, made with locking strap ends for an easy-to-use, clip-on system. When you're done, just pull the latch and slide it off. Keep your guitar on lock with the Dario Auto Lock. This is Chris Keys for Premier Guitar. Today I'm joined by fellow Nashvillian Olivia Jean. Olivia is in the Blue Room in Third Man Records as she's an artist for Third Man. Olivia, how are you doing? Doing good. A little bored, but doing good. Thanks for uh, hanging out and getting all your gear into the Blue Room. I know that you had some a video shoot earlier this week in the Third Man Nashville headquarters. So thank you for doing it and have the guys uh, also with you to film this. So. Let's just start talking about your gear, and I think the best part to start is this stunning fender you have in your hands that is definitely an oddball. So tell us about this. Yeah, so this is a Fender a Maverick Dorado, and it's part of the Fender Parallel Universe series. Um, it is, I think the biggest selling point is the way it looks. Uh, so in the 60s, this, was, this body shape actually came out in the 60s, and it didn't do too well because it was I think ahead of its time. So what <laughs> Fender did is they took a Fender 12 string neck. So that explains this weird headstock, which I love. A lot of people don't like it, but I love it. Um, and then the body, I think, I think is a strat. I don't remember, but what they did to make the body more interesting and do it cheaply is they just cut notches out and then that's how you got the shape. So it is, it's strange looking, but it plays beautifully. Um, and then the paint job is uh, by Jay Nelson, and he painted this to match my album cover, Night Owl. And uh, so it's got the same pink as my album cover, and then they did the vignette around the sides. And uh, yeah, this was a gift, and my friend knows that I've always dreamt about a pink guitar. So not only did I get a pink guitar, I got like the most amazing pink guitar I could have possibly ever asked for. Yeah. Yeah. How did you decide to get that? Like you said, it's kind of an obscure one. I know that it came out recently, like you said, in the Fender Parallel Universe kind of mishmash they've been doing with different instruments they've had over the years. Now, is this something that you've always kind of thought about? Or when you saw it, that's when you're like, I, I kind of have to have this. Well, I didn't even know they existed before I got it because this was a gift. Um, oh, so when I opened right. up the case, I was like, whoa, this is insane. Um, I had never <laughs> heard of them before. So, yeah, it, it was shocking. It's like, wow, I didn't know these existed. Yeah. Um, well, well as, as a guitar player, I guess the more important thing, although it is beautiful, is like, how, how do you, have you bonded with the instrument since you've been playing it? Like, what do you like about its sound and how it complements what you do? Um, well, so the friend that I, uh, gave this to me, knows exactly what I like. I like um, bright tones, um, nothing too muddy. Um, so yeah, you got the, um, the Tim Shaw pickups. Yeah, which, I think they're Filtertron kind of type pickups. Yeah, I think that the covers on top of them make it look like they're Filtertrons, but 
Um, yeah, they are designed by Tim Shaw, and they're really bright. I really like that they have kind of like a bite to them, which I like so I can cut through songs really easily, cut through my band because we play very loud. So I like to have a, a bright tone, and this, this is perfect, perfect. Um, I usually only play the neck. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to ask, in comparison to like the Jaguar I've seen you play and the Jazzmaster, and even I see it to, this, to the right there, to your left is the George Harrison. Mm -hmm. How does that sit tonally? Is it brighter than all those, or is it, uh, how's that sound? Yeah, this one's brighter than all, all the other guitars. Um, I played the Gretsch when I was playing heavier uh, songs in the Black Bells back like 10 years ago. Um, but when I do my solo stuff, I need it to be bright. So this is definitely a brighter guitar. And uh, Yeah, because your, your melodies kind of pop through, like you said. And it's yes. really important for them to be heard. Yeah, I like to stack melodies on top of each other. So if, I, if you can't hear me too clearly, things get too muddy. So that's important for my stuff. And, uh, like, did you get this after the Night Owl, Night Owl record came out? So that's how they kind of matched the paint job? Or was it something in correlation with or kind of around the same time? Uh, this was after Night Owl came out. Um, I got it for my birthday. Uh, <laughs> best birthday present ever. Um, so I actually got it towards uh, right before the pandemic started. So I got to play two okay. shows with it. Only two shows so far. She's still baby. Man, can we, can we hear a little bit more out of it? I know that you said you kind of just play in the neck pickup, but maybe try to uh, maybe add on some pedals and just, just tell us what you like about it. Yeah, um, so when I turn on a pedal, it's still very clear. You could still hear the melodies pretty well. So this is just with the um, MXR Sugar Drive on with the neck pickup. So I learned this riff. It took me all night to learn it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I came up with that. Just kidding. Um, so yeah, that's with the sugar drive on. Um, with the, the middle, it's uh, a little bit more muffled sounding, and then the bridge. Yeah, so um, with the bumble buzz, the third man bumble buzz, this pedal is insane and there's no tone or a volume adjustment to it. And even when I have this thing on, you can still hear things pretty clear, like. So even, that bumble buzz goes insane on a lot of guitars, but on this one, it's just, it's more controlled for some reason I don't understand. And then uh, sometimes I'll kick on the bumble buzz and the sugar drive at the same time. And it's still clear. It's not, it doesn't get insane, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that bumble buzz is insane. Yeah, I know that there's not, it's all internal, right? The, the actual knobs are inside. So it's, it's just kind of like you kick it on and it does its thing. Yeah, there, it's very punk. You can't adjust anything on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, it begs me to ask, and I know I'm sure you get this asked quite a bit, is how much, you know, because that's a Jack White pedal and you're, you're so affiliated with Third Man and have done things with them for, yeah, like you said, over 10 years now, is how much 
Jack has been an input in terms of your setup. And then also, I know that you have a pedal sensei, Erica, mm -hmm. who also helps you with your setup and kind of, maybe you might have the sound in your head, but she can tell you what pedal to go after. How much of those guys both have helped you, you know, dial in your sound, especially in a live setting? Um, so Jack, he, uh, yeah, he gave me the Bumble Buzz uh, as a gift in the Black Bells. And uh, so, yeah, that I didn't have much gear. I didn't really have any cash to really invest in anything. So with the Black Bells, I used the Bumble Buzz constantly. And it worked perfect for the Black Bells. Uh, we had it on the entire show. Basically. It was <laughs> I feel bad for the audience. Um, and yeah, the third man has come out with some awesome pedals that are, the triple graph just came out and that's more experimental. Um, so yeah, I like trying out their pedals and they're really heavy because I don't usually go for that. Also, Jack has taught me um, how important it is to kind of have an MXR booster pedal. He said he would have that on all the time, which I didn't use before. So he gives me tips, you know, I go off and do my own thing though, you know. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, that's funny you mentioned Erica. She'll be very excited because she does help me a lot. Um, uh, order, she, she helps me a lot putting things in order. That's how she helps me um, because mm. that's something that sometimes I struggle with, especially using a lot of distortion and a lot of gain that's important on the board. Um, yeah, so I have, I have I'm surrounded by people that are super helpful when it comes to learning gear. Um, for me, though, I'm pretty punk about it. Sometimes it goes through one ear and out the other. <laughs> but those two people I trust a lot, and they've helped me, helped me a ton. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the MXR. Did that replace the OCD? Because when you did a video with Earthquaker about a year or two ago, that was kind of, you mentioned the full-tone OCD pedal was like your always-on pedal. No matter what, that's kind of where that pedal was like kind of pushing the amp. Yeah, so I replaced the OCD uh, with the Sugar Drive. Um, they're both, okay. yeah, they're both transparent, um, like transparent drive, transparent distortion. So it's the same sound, basically. Um, I like this, the Sugar Drive. It's got a bypass on it, and it's also not as touchy as the OCD. Um, yeah, it's transparent distortion is nice. It's what I keep on the entire show. Yeah, because compared to your recordings and then your live show, obviously there's energy involved, and you know you're playing through. You know, a, you got a set of amps on there. You got a drummer, but you you do play much louder and aggressive in a way than your recordings. It it, it they come alive, just so to speak. Yeah, we have fun live. They definitely there's a contrast between my albums and what we play live. It's more exciting at least for us on the stage. <laughs> Don't really think too much about the, you know, what people want to hear. We're just having fun and we like to play loud. Um, and that's why I need, need like a transparent distortion because on my albums, the melodies are really prominent. So I'm able to kind of go heavier with my songs live and it not completely change everything up. I know a big part of your sound, uh, and we haven't really gotten there, surprisingly, is reverb. Reverb, reverb, and more reverb. So what are you using for reverb? I see two amps. Uh, my angle here, I can see two amps. Are you using any of the reverb on the amps, or is it strictly on the pedal board? Um, so this is actually, I'm going to show you 
one of my other pedals on this Gretsch. So um, I, use, I use this. This is the Fender um, Hot Rod uh, DeVille. And I don't play too many songs where I don't have pedals going. So with reverb, I only have a tiny dash of reverb on the amp, uh, mm -hmm. just so I have time to get to the song. I can't really go over here and adjust the reverb. Obviously, the reverb's a lot better through the amp. Mm -hmm. So I'll just have this up slightly, but I'll primarily use the Holy Grail, uh, the Electro Harmonics Holy Grail, um, because during uh, for different songs, I need different amounts of reverb. So mm -hmm. I need to have this easily accessible for me to uh, adjust. It would be nice to run back to the amp and adjust it there, but I got things to do. <laughs> yeah, you're to singing be. and playing. Yeah, it always, it always just gets messed up. I always just tweak it too much, and then it's too late. Um, but the Holy Grail is cool. Um, you know, it's a digital reverb, but it sounds pretty nice to me. I like it. Um, I use the spring setting. Uh, I don't mess too much with the hall or the flurb. And if you see <laughs> yeah. my other other interviews, we don't talk about flurb. Yeah, <laughs> don't even want don't even want to know what flurb's about. Yeah, it's a great pedal though, no diss. Um, and I have now. It, do you? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah. Um, for most of the songs, I have it at like twelve o'clock. But then when I need more surfy, and when I do more surfy songs, it's at like two o'clock. Yeah. So I don't, I don't turn it up way too much because when you're playing loud, you know, it's not, not good. Now, do you use a, a second reverb? Because there's parts, especially in your live shows, where things get a little bit more noisy and like almost psychedelic. So is, there a, is, there, is that you just turning the reverb up or is there a second reverb or like a delay going on there too? Um, no delay. I just, uh, yeah, I'll just um, adjust the pedal as we go. Uh, like I said, uh, not too much time in between songs to mess with too much gear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just use the Holy Grail and just adjust as I go. And then I have it in a place to where if I have the bumble buzz on, it adds a nice reverb to the distortion. It doesn't distort, or it doesn't add reverb to the distorted part, so it's still a nice, like, smooth reverb, even if I'm distorted. Um, oh, can we hear that? Yeah. So this is the Sugar Drive with the Holy Grail. Um, play John Pehechanho, that guitar. Yeah, that sounds nice. And then I'll turn on the big muff. And not the tuner. All right. Man, I'm rusty. I need to play a show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I used to be able to play that in my sleep. Um, but yeah, you can hear how nice it is. Like. Yeah, and that's at 2 o'clock, actually. So that's a lot of reverb, and it doesn't go too crazy. And then at, like, 12 o'clock. Yeah, so when you have that reverb on, it's re it works really nice with the bumble buzz. 
Um, and I can saturate it a lot if I need to, and it's not going to sound washy. And what else is on your pedal board since we're kind of diving into the pedals? Yes, yeah, so I have, um, yeah, I have the um, Korg Pitch Black Tuner. Um, I like that tuner because there are no bells and whistles. So if I'm on stage and I accidentally hit some setting to where it's in a crazy tuning setting, um, that's horrible. Uh, so, yeah, I've embarrassed myself many times trying to figure out how to use a tuner pedal on stage. So I like this because it's super plain and simple, just one, one uh, way to turn it on. There's no settings that you can adjust. It's really nice. I like it. And it's easy to see in the dark. Um, and then I have the sugar drive, MXR sugar drive. Uh, I keep that on entire show. Bumble Buzz is for solos. Uh, I'll turn that on just a few times during the show for solos. Then I have the Holy Grail. And then this is just a toy I have on my board right now during the pandemic, just to kind of jot down ideas. It's the um, TC elect electronic uh, wiretap. And this is a riff recorder. Um, so oh. you can, yeah, it's cool. So you can record a riff like by a, you tap, tap it on, so. Wait. And it actually, it loops too, which is cool, but the only thing about it looping is you have to hit, hit it as perfectly. You have to hit it perfectly on time. Um, so you can use it as a looper if you wanted to, which is neat. And then you can also store different ideas if you, yeah. Well, yeah, you, <laughs> you can store. <laughs> I need to write more as well. I'm learning a lot about myself. Um, so yeah, you can store uh, different ideas in there. Uh, and you can record as long as you want, I think. I think you can record for a pretty long time on there. So sometimes I'll just play a riff over and over and over, like the length of a song. Then I'll play drums on my electric drum set, have that looping, and then play myself. So then I have like a full band playing, which is cool. Well, <laughs> I've been wanting to ask you since, since you know, we, we lined this interview up was that you started out you know, way back in Detroit, writing and playing all your own music and own instruments, and that's slowly morphed to, you know, you being a third man playing in the house band there, the Black Bells you already alluded to, obviously you had a full band there, but your own stuff now with, uh, under Olivia Jean, you're again doing most of the work. I know that Night Owl incorporated some artists. So I'm curious about how you're able to, you know, use your knowledge on all the different instruments and how that informs your guitar playing and also like where your guitar needs to sit in a mix because not only are you doing all that, but you've also self-produced the last record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so I'll write all the, all the parts in the music and then I'll hire musicians to come in and play. Um, when, I, when I write on my own, I tend to layer a lot of melodies. So that's why I need to have like a bright guitar tone that cuts through. Um, but yeah, so that's, I always know that's where my lead has to sit when I'm playing live because I'll, mm -hmm. 
I like to have a lot of hooks going at the same time. So you talked about the Hot Rod DeVille. You kind of briefly mentioned, you said that's a Gretsch over there. What is that second amp? Well, actually, this amp, I can't tell you too much about it because um, I'm borrowing it for ah. to show you my microphone pedal, my mic pedal, which I didn't get to yet. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's cool, but I'm not cool enough to know about it. Maybe later. <laughs> okay. It just kind of is here for this. <laughs> What is, uh, so then what is running into her? Like, why, why is it there? What you, you mentioned, the, a vocal pedal? Yeah, um, I use a TC Helicon mic mechanic because uh. I play tiny clubs. And um, so I'll have the house sound guy adjusting my reverb for me, which is kind of a bummer because if they hear something mid-show that they don't like, they'll adjust the reverb. They'll turn it all the way off, which has happened to me before. So I like to have control over my reverb. So this is echo reverb, and I think it's pitch correction, but I don't use that. So I like this a lot. You can adjust the echo to tape, digital, or slap back. So I'll keep just a little slap back on it. Then the reverb, you can, you can have uh, a setting for room, club, or hall. Um, I like hall because you, you have more trailing on it. Uh, yeah, so for, different, for specific songs, like I'll need to, I'll need a lot of reverb. And sometimes sound guys don't like that. They don't understand that yeah. I want it to be insane, saturated. <laughs> and I just realized I started talking into this. That also is a hint I need to play shows right now. <laughs> <laughs> So I really like it, especially if you, if you don't have a sound guy and you like a lot of reverb, it's good to have your own control on there. I've had times when I stop playing and then I realize it's completely off and I get so mad. <laughs> so, Like we said before, more reverb is the better, yes. is the better answer. Yeah, more. I like it. That's, that's, I like to be oversaturated in reverb, which is... Uh, more of like a lo-fi garagey kind of sound. Uh, so a lot of people don't use that much reverb usually. Um, so yeah, that's why I need to control it myself. And that, that pedal is great. I love it. Now I didn't ask before, and, and this is my bad, is what uh, strings do you use on your guitars? And are you always playing in standard or any other tunings? Um, I play in standard tuning. No drop Ds for me. <laughs> Um, and I just uh, play the Ernie Ball 10s. And that's, that's the first pack of strings I ever bought. And I, I just use it now. I just, that's been the strings I just buy. Easy peasy, yeah, they sound kinda, good. Yeah. You forget um, about it, yeah. Yeah, they sound good. I like it. Um, and yeah, so standard tuning, I don't, I don't experiment, experiment too much. I'm very straightforward with my style of garage music. So, you know, power chords simple melodies, pretty simple with my setup. Now, before we maybe sign off here, I would love to uh, be introduced to the, the Gretsch. I know that it was more primarily in your earlier stuff with the Black Bells and even maybe in Black, Bath Time Love Killings, but could we, could we be introduced to the Gretsch there, the George Harrison? Yes, yes. So this was also a gift. Um, You've got some good friends. I know. This one's actually from Jack. <laughs> Jack White, um, 
when we started the Black Bells, we didn't really have any money in the band, so we had some pretty crappy equipment. And uh, we were about to start touring and everything, and Jack showed up uh, with this and then a matching bass for my bass player. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> so I really like this. It's, the pickups are different. Single coil pickups. Um, so yeah, it feeds back a little bit more than this guy. Um, I like it. It's a little bit more bassy sounding. So it's, it's, it's more of a, it's like a man's guitar, you know. <laughs> uh, it's just more beefy. Um, so I can plug yeah, it plug, in. Yeah, plug it in. We'll hear how this one sounds compared to the, the Maverick. Maverick Dorado. Yeah. You can hear it's a lot more bassy, a lot darker than the other guitar. Yeah, this is good for heavy play more heavy music when I'm playing a lot of power chords, a lot of chords. Uh, it gives me that beefy sound. Um, not so much for when I play the little melodies and earworm riffs. But I love it when I, when I need to be loud and in charge. It's good for that. It's definitely, it grabs people's attention by its looks and its sound. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool. It's the George Harrison model, which is really neat. I love it. I love it. So these two are my go-tos. Now, did that get used at all on Night Owl? I know that you were saying that that was more of a Black Bells thing, but is, did that get used in a Night Owl or a bathtub? bathtub? Yeah, on the bathtub record. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, this is what I used for that. For the Night Owl record, I used a Player Series Fender Jaguar. Um, and yeah, that's what I used for all of Night Owl. The, the Jaguar was before I got this lady. Uh, yeah, have you, have you named that one? Poly, I know that you named some of your guitars. Poly, okay. Holly Grail. Oh, I love that. It's the Holy Grail of guitars. I highly recommend these. They look funky, but they sound insane. Uh, so Holly Grail. And then this one's just Black Betty. It's Betty. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, yeah, so yeah, these are my two main guitars. Didn't play them on Night Owl, but I was able to kind of get that brightness out of the Jaguar. Olivia, is there anything else on your board you want to talk to us about? Uh, yeah, so at the uh, end of my chain, I have a noise suppressor, a Boss NS2 noise suppressor, and that works good uh, with the Bumble Buzz. So I won't have that on all the time, because you can kind of hear it kind of, I guess the word clipping the sound or something. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I have the bumble buzz on, can you hear it? Hear the buzz? And then that just takes it completely away. So it's super clean when you're not playing the pedal. But when I do this, you can hear a, a buzz coming from my amp. So it just cleans up the bumble buzz. I like, I like that thing. Uh, I don't go overboard on it. I just have it just a tiny bit 
uh, just cleaning up my guitar a tiny bit or else you'll hear it, you'll hear it cutting out tones and all that. And then I have the cool Fuel Tank by T-Rex, Fuel Tank Classic. I like it. It's got, um, it's got eight outs and it is cool looking. So I keep it on top of my board for its looks. Yeah, some people <laughs> sometimes hide them, but yeah, the T-Rex one I think is, it comes in like pretty cool colors. Yeah, it's got like a retro look to it. Aesthetics, that's why it's on top of the board. Well, <laughs> but Olivia, it's a good one. What, where can people go online to kind of keep track of what you're doing and also, you know, hopefully, you know, 2021, we can get some shows going. Where is a good place for to keep tabs on you and everything you got going on? Um, so that would be, uh, all of my records are out on Third Man Records. Uh, you can find my albums on their website, uh, thirdmanrecords.com. Uh, uh, I also am on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Uh, that's where I announce things now. Um, our, on social media, that's the world we live in. So if you follow me on like Instagram, you'll find out what I'm doing. All the records are available everywhere, everywhere to stream. Um, vinyl is available at Third Man. Uh, yeah, so that's where you find me. Just search my name and I'm there. Is there anything that you wanna like, uh, I guess not give a shout out to, but maybe alert our audience to that you got going on or, you, or is everything kind of still up in the air? Um, yes, yeah, so I have the Palladium record with April March that just came out. Uh, I have that going on, and then for fu for the future, uh, who knows what's going on? I've been writing new music, but still trying to put together the right strategy to release something. Right now, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of have to tour, so it's kind of all up in the air right now. Um, I imagine 2022 is when small clubs are going to start opening up again. Well, here's, you know, hopefully, man, I, we're like you said, I'm, we're, I think we're all ready for concerts, you know, whether it's playing them or watching them or just going to them or just even working at them. We're, we're ready. So ready. So ready. This was a nice <laughs> lesson that I really, I need to play shows more. Like it's, yeah, it's starting to affect me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for your time, Olivia, and thank you to the guys at Third Man that not only helped set this up, but also uh, got the film crew there to do it. Thank you guys. Everyone out there, stay safe and keep rocking.